Hello, my darlings. Welcome to the Football Ramble International Break Preview Show. That's what? right. Sponsored by Bet365. My name's Marcus Speller and Jim Campbell's here. Hello. Luke Moore's here. All right. And Pete Donaldson's here. I haven't done one of these for a while. I'm oh, enjoying it already. It is a blooming pleasure to have you sat next to us. <laughs> Three's company, right. four's a ramble. That's the line that we often say. Um, we're going to be talking about the international break. It's wonderful. We love international football. You do, mate. Uh-huh. I, I absolutely love it. I, I think we're a lot of people, I, I get the feeling a lot of people are a little bit Oh God, Premier League! I've really, I'm, 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 oh, I want to learn about what Mourinho's doing on his week off. Yeah, exactly. Whereas we like international football, we embrace it. Balls to them, Luke. Yeah. Let's have some. Should we start with some hopes and fears? Yes, I, I thought we could kick off the show because clearly we're going to talk about England and their mm. and their two friendlies. Um, hopes so, and hope and fears should be our motto. Yeah, <laughs> it's a yeah. keen album, isn't it? It yeah, is, of course it is. It is. Yeah. Uh, but Tobias has been in touch. He says, my hope is that England play some decent counter-attacking football using their pace. But my fear <laughs> is a performance that's a bit like Van Gaal's United, where Hodgson calls, uh, which Hodgson then calls progressive before pushing Vardy, Bertrand and any other small team form players under a bus. Ooh. And the reason I thought we could open yeah. the show with that is because, Marcus, you often talk about the style that England play and the way it doesn't really translate when it goes into a tournament. So I thought maybe you could expand on that. Okay, shall I do that now? Yeah, do it. <laughs> Just give you a bit of context. We'll do that in a minute. Start, <laughs> start the fans, please. Yeah. Okay, so I'll start talking about how England are rubbish at tournament football. <laughs> you may not have realised this, everybody. Yeah. Going out in the first round of a World Cup isn't good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that, but do the opposite of that. Right, that's okay, what you're yeah, supposed yeah. to be doing. <laughs> well, the, the chat I was to say before, and, and other people have said, of course, it's hardly uh, my own thoughts, but uh, England play on the front foot during qualifying and then on the back foot in the tournament when they play against some decent opposition. But also as well, England may play on the front foot, but teams, they, they, they poo their panties when they come to Wembley sometimes. They're overawed by the situation and the stadium and all that kind of stuff. So it makes it a lot easier. And the quality of the opposition is not that great, but England are not good at breaking teams down. They never they never really have been for a while. They're not an industrious team, are they? They don't work very hard for each other, I don't yeah. think. Is this is this well, clearly the reason they've lined up these friendlies against these good teams? So obviously, yeah. Spain. Well, that's, away what, to that's start what that's with. what Hodgson said, didn't mm. he? But the, the the problem for Hodgson is he's he's got these friendlies and they're decent friendlies away mm. in Spain, which was meant to be at the Bernabeu, but because they reckoned that PK would take so much abuse from the local faithful that they moved it to yeah. Alicante. Are we, are we buying that? That's, That's what really that, strange. That was the official line. Because PK plays in the Bernabeu all the time, at he, least once a season. Either and control, and either, gets loads of abuse when playing for Barcelona, but in, 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 for Spain, that's, that's what Maybe they, they just don't think it's a good look for a Spanish nat- a national team player to be having that sort but of either, abuse. But either, I mean, just control... Well, what's going to happen? They're going to boo. And you should go, oh, that's, that's funny, isn't it? Because he plays mm. for the rivals. I, I, don't know. With it. I don't know. Maybe they've moved it to Alicante because they know that lots of English people will, will go there. there. Yeah. <laughs> Sell some tickets. That does seem to be quite a nice fit, doesn't it? You'd be a bit gutted. Though, if you're an England fan, you'd want to go to the Bernabeu and watch, yeah, watch yeah. the boys play. Although, when maybe they remember, uh, oh no, the last time they played there, there was all that horrible racist stuff. Yeah. But I was actually thinking the time before when Gary Lineker got four goals. That was a long yeah. time ago. No, four <laughs> goals. I mean, Very you are England well player back. getting four goals against Spain. Yeah. Yeah. It was a different world. Well, Harry Kane might start and he may do the same, Jim. Apparently, England haven't scored for, for a decent amount of time away in Spain. So, I mean, but then the, 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 the interesting. Beating the last time they played them. They did. The in- that was that was not in Spain though. Was it? No, that was Wembley, Spain yeah. isn't as daunting uh, a side as they used to be. Wouldn't it? Well, no, I would, I would, I, I agree not. with that. But the point I was going to make was the fact that Spain, very much um, in the opposite way to England, tend to play a lot of their best football when it really matters. Yeah. And so they have a, a few 
poor friendly results under their belt. So they've lost. Um, I'm fairly clearly they lost to England at Wembley. That was in 2011, I believe. That was um, a while ago. One nil. That was, that was, that was that that game. Well, Frank Lampard scored and Scott Parker was man of the match. Yeah. It still how, happened. Yeah, no, but that's how long ago, but I don't think it's relevant but, to this. A very dry but, but, couple of men. Yeah. All I want to say is they, they've also lost in, in fairly recent memory to, to South Africa in a friendly as well. They, 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 oh, they, yeah. they do t- Del Bosque does tend to try things out. Mm. Yep. Um, and clearly, this friendly is going to be big. I, I, th- I, think, I think England do struggle as well, in addition to what you said, because... It's a big game playing England. Mm. Every game against England is a big game. It's, like, it's, it's not like a cup final. I don't mean that in like an arrogant English fan type of way, but it is a big game when teams playing because they know yeah. it, they really want to win it. I remember they beat England 2-0. I think it was 2-0 um, in Spain. I can't remember where that was. Was it maybe Mallorca or somebody? I can't remember where. And David Beckham came on. That, again, that's how long ago. Well, Carlton Cole came on as well, I think, up front. Nearly scored, actually. Uh, but it was Spain. Story of his career. Yeah, but Spain <laughs> was so much better than England. And I think it was at a time when England were thinking, oh, yeah, we, I, think, I think we could be okay. Let's go there and we could give them a game. And, and it was quite embarrassing in the first half how Spain kept the ball. I don't think that will be the case here so much. But I think this could be a bit of a... A reality, an enormous reality check for for some English fans. I don't think we're as bad as we were. I hope not. Anyway, <coughs> excuse me. But England, you've won ten games out of ten. But the, I think the difference is everyone knew that the opposition for England in qualifying wasn't great. Of course, of course. But you go away to Spain in a game like this, where you think, right, let's test ourselves against the best sides in mm. Europe. And with, to be fair to Hodgson, an awful lot of injuries, an awful lot of injuries there. And England could go there, get beat three 0 and it's like, oh dear, yeah. we really are struggling. So, Marcus, what do you think Hodgson will do? I love how do you I'm think... the England correspondent. Well, no, you, <laughs> you speak very well about England, but do you, you think... eat a lot of Ross dinners? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. I'm going to move on to Scot- you're, Scottish you're, Premiership many times. You're based in England, aren't you? So that's <laughs> <laughs> well, no, let, let me give you a rundown natural. of the better 365 odds because England are actually quite a big 4-1 to one to win this game in Spain. And the reason I think that's fairly attractive is Spain to sit at 8-11, clearly big favourites, is because neither of these teams concede that many goals. I mean, they both mm. concede three in total in the qualifying. England, for all their faults and for all the times they buckle against good teams, they are able to keep it pretty tight. Yeah. I mean, you mm. can think of a, sort of the exceptions to that, like when they got hammered in 2010 against Germany. Yeah. That was a while ago now, though. Yeah. That England can keep it tight and so can Spain um, so it, it may be a game that given that Spain don't always prioritise um, friendlies that much yeah. and also given that Spain don't have an awful lot of goal scorers in their squad at they the don't. of course England don't either outside of Rooney but Spain it's actually surprising if you look at Spain's squad and how many right. international goals they've got between them it's not that many but, so you could see a low scoring and England could nick what do, and what does Spain do going forward do they put in Diego Costa who is well out of sorts yeah. and it's such an odd fit in that team and that's the f- and he's never really done it for them because of that no he hasn't I think he scored one or two in qualifying yeah. I mean, he's never been in amazing form for Spain, and he's in terrible club yeah. form now. I think it might be Paco um, Alcácer, the um, but he scored a few Valencia six in striker. ten or something like that. Yeah, he's Spanish only twenty-two as well. So Del Bosque might mm. be looking at him as one for the future and M- getting some big match experience. True, Morata's having uh, obviously last season was especially towards the end of last season was very good for, for Juventus and is a decent forward as well. So he, he could come in as well. But I, I think that Spain are in a funny time at the moment because it's that transitional period. They obviously got absolutely hammered in the World Cup. Um, but that four six zero formation that they played that they were so successful with and used to bring in a striker every now and then 
do they go back to that? With yeah, what they've got? Mm. but do they try there with with, with the forward? When I, mean, I say they, they when I say they save their best football for when it really counts, I would like to completely distance myself from the 2014 <laughs> World Cup, <laughs> when of course they didn't do that. But, but they really... won three tournaments in a row before yeah. that. Yeah. And also as well, when it really counts, is not a friendly against England. <laughs> well, you never know. England are a big teammate. Invented <laughs> the game. <laughs> You're welcome. We hey, do have an irritating situation where Jamie Vardy is going to be out for this game. That's he so might frustrating. Make and an awful lot of injuries. I mean, here's something: Wilshire, Milner, Oxlade. Chamberlain, Walcott, Welbeck, Sturridge, Henderson, Jaggy Elkashaw, Baines. You know, it, it, Ben Foster. So, many, in, in, so in, many Arsenal players in there. In, depressing <laughs> in 2015, though, should Milner be in that sentence? It's depressing. I think he's been all right. He's been, <laughs> he's been all right, yeah. Most, and that's the problem. Most assists for England in qualifying. Yeah, and that, that's that the tells problem. Its own story, and I that's suppose, the problem. Yeah. I think, I think where, what Hodgson wants to do, the trouble is with being England manager, the media plays such a big part. And if you don't do something that the media is screaming out for you to do, and it mm. maybe doesn't work at that one time, you mm. don't get given time on the job. They absolutely hammer you. I think, like I've said in previous podcasts, what he wants to do is play with a, with a passer. He'd love Wilshire, can't rely on him. Could be Carrick, maybe Shelby, if, if Shelby can produce some of the early form performances I think these it's a weird one with Shelby these friendlies have come at a, a very very difficult time for Shelby okay fine so he'd probably go Carrick then. Well. he'd probably go Carrick and I think he would like to go you know Delph and well ideally Henderson either side but but who knows I mean Eric Dyer might get a shout he's, he's, he's been playing well, played well defensive there, I'm actually I'm quite intrigued by how, how Helton will, will, will set up here uh, but it will be a 4-3-3 seems to like that mm. he doesn't seem to know what to do with Rooney so they're going to keep on putting him up top I'd like to see him play actually a 4-4-2 diamond well he's not going to play Rooney with, um, in the Spain game is he he's going to play Kane and Rooney will come in for the France game right? yeah yeah, sorry, yeah, but yeah. at the wider point, because obviously yeah. they're, they're playing France at home. That'll be an interesting one. Obviously, France without. I think I don't think Benzema will feature for some reason <laughs> no. or another, and Valbuena as well. Well, Ben Arthur's in the squad, I do believe. Yeah, which is quite yeah. exciting. Okay, who saw that coming? No, exactly. Do you think Ben Arthur is the key man, Peter? <laughs> is that actually, I, I think, think they told he, they told him to get free, free cakes. Not only just mm. not only Ben Arthur making a return. I think Lasana Diara has had a, a call up recently. I'm mm. not sure if he's in the most recent squad, but there's a couple of a uh, couple of nostalgic ones in there. That have Luke, did you say you give him you give him free? Kicks or free kicks? No, free cakes. Okay, he had, he had free kicks. They yeah. said free kicks. Yeah, yeah. He came running. It was the only running he did all day. And uh, yeah. there we are. I think England at home to France, that might be a better one for England because France have been quite poor and friendlies mm. fairly recently. I think Belgium hammered them. Well, they've got that weird thing of being the host and therefore not having any competitive football. Yeah, and England at Wembley, again, hopefully that will be... Mind you, I say that. Look at that France midfield and the options they've got. Mm. Big Kabaye. Mm. He can't really get in the side so so much. This is moment. why this is why I'm excited that, that they've done this. England. They they they, they said sometimes they go down the route ahead of a tournament of playing sort of really winnable games to get their confidence up, but it doesn't yeah. help them in any way. You know I mean, and sometimes that even backfires. Remember they got turned around at uh, home against Chile and Chile, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So it's good they're doing this because at least test them. At least they can find out where they are. Because the, the good thing about it is, of course, it doesn't replicate a tournament football as such. But as Jim made the point with France, they're going to be taking that game seriously. Those players are going to want to be in that squad, and they've not had the chance to prove themselves properly mm. in a competitive environment so against England that's a good chance to do it and at Wembley as well true but uh, you're absolutely right but but when you say well they'll be able to test them but they, they've got so many injuries does mm. Hodgson then just go oh balls we'll just experiment uh, he said a very strange thing they said when he said that Rooney won't play against Spain he said no it, we've penciled him in for the France game right his captain, the 50 goal yeah, man. Yeah. Strange thing to say for Hodgson, isn't it? Well, I don't know. Maybe he's just looking ahead to the fact that, you know, it depends what happens against Spain. You know, if Harry Kane scores like six goals and Ross Barkley gets four, mm. you know, presumably they're going to get another shot. Yeah. Well, one thing that Hodgson might well do is 
the, the back four, I think he's got Cahill and Smalling as a centre-back partnership. And actually, that does look a bit better, if there's one sort of slight mm. positive. Because Cahill mm. and Jagielka were not bad, but they were never going to, you know... Smalling's keep... come on the head of a yeah, lot he's of been excellent. He has, yeah. and Smalling hopefully is a bit more of a leader, because Cahill, not, he's, got, he's always had Terry next to him leading. Um, left back maybe Bertrand but right back let's talk of John Stones being the man because he doesn't he's not sure about Walker and, and Klein I like Klein I think Klein's, yeah, I like Klein Klein should be the f- shoo-in for the first choice right back position. I, I, I think, think Klein Klein. Walker's been good in the last sort of month or two he has yeah it's a bit of a worrying choice as well because Klein gives you a lot more of an attacking outlet than John Stones does in that position so that may be a little indication into Hodgson's thinking that he is going to sort of try and mm. shut it up against those bigger teams which I, I mean I say that's worrying maybe that's actually a good thing is it a smart thing for England to go into the, these teams and try to learn to win games on the back mm. foot because they play, can't go toe to toe with these teams and play a defensive game at times yeah. against they, and they the do need to learn to do that but yeah. the, pro- the problem is with Stones is that to my knowledge he hasn't played right by the season right, Okay, so therefore mm. you're, you're doing that thing that a lot of England managers do is say well I've got another really good centre back here and I don't really feel that comfortable not having him in the team just because yeah. I've got other players I prefer so I better get him in in mm. some way and I, don't, sh- I don't really like that I don't know if that's his thinking I think his thinking would be that they usually take seven defenders nowadays obviously you've got your three keepers nine midfield Fielders, one or two maybe you could put Morcott in the midfield bracket and then four forwards. What, you think he just wants a versatile player? He wants a versatile yeah. player who can who who I mean some people want Stones to start for England, but I think defensively he's very good. And if you don't trust the two right backs that he has, then he, I think he did it in the 2014 World Cup. He certainly brought Stones into the squad and he was there or thereabouts. He may have played him right back mm. in one of the friendlies ahead of the tournament. I'd like to see Stones start ahead of Cahill in the France game in particular, just mm. to give him a run out at centre back for England because he's been so good for Everton. And he needs to get that chance if he's going to be able to stake a fair claim ahead of the Euros. Yeah, it's true. Well, that's it, what those friendlies are for, I guess. There we are, yeah. you see. Um, we're going to be talking about other friendlies and uh, Euro 2016 playoffs after this. Hi, I'm Frank Dobov. You're listening to the Football Ramble. Foot, football Ramble. Welcome back to the uh, Football Ramble International Break Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365. Wales are up against those Netherlands, yeah. Peter. Mm. I tell you, this is like <laughs> playing a team full of, you know, a good team full of big players at this stage will be an absolutely invaluable experience for the Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. That was hack. I love it. <laughs> Bloody love it. Gareth Bale and Aaron Ramsey, they're not playing. No, they're not playing. It's club versus country. How would you like to see Wales perform at the Euros, Peter? Would you like to see them catching I'd like to see teams them, on the break? I'd like to see them go out in the first round. It's an odd question. Because I hate my Welsh mum. Yeah. <laughs> I've had enough of Welsh chat, thank you very much. Yeah. Oh, you qualified, so what? We blah, qualify blah, blah, all blah. the time, apart from 2008. If, <laughs> Pete, if, if Wales do better than England, will your mum be unbearable? Um, I mean, it's just varying degrees of unbearability, isn't it? That's oh, not even a word. That's what? mean to, She's your, horrible. to your dear old mum. She's mom. lovely. Pete, do you now be, uh, enjoy being the Wales correspondent on the football <laughs> <laughs> newly, newly appointed. Um, I will give you a quitch. What's a cud? Cuddle? A cutch. A cutch. Cutch, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I heard that Gareth Bale, even though he's not going to feature, is still going to attend the game, which is great news for their team spirit and everything well like that. Well done. It's be a mascot. Um, I, taking up a seat that could have gone up with a fan. It's true, actually, yeah. <laughs> I'm against it now. Yeah, Now you put it that way. Yeah. Well, why does Gareth Bale against hate fans? Football? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
I, th- I think the thing for Wales though is that they're clearly on a high at the moment. Um, Chris Coleman's fresh from his Arsenal Wenger dust up. Yeah, <laughs> he was loving that in the press conference earlier today. I saw that. Um, and um, th- I mean, Netherlands are in disarray. This is a great opportunity for Wales to further boost their own confidence because yeah. they've, they've done so well. Um, they've got a great young sort of vibrant team there. And for them to, I, I think if they are going to beat, um, if they are going to beat Netherlands at any point, it's probably going to yeah. be against Hot so Netherlands. It's, it's nice. and, and they're a big three to one to do so on Betsy's five at home as well. If they're going to beat the Netherlands at any point, it's going to be the Netherlands. Um, I, I, sorry, I meant to say it's going to be like now. This, yeah, this yeah, is the position for them. Yeah, I, I mean, if, even if they do lose, they are now in a position where they've played one of the traditional big teams, so they can go away and learn from it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> there is no negatives to, to Wales, it's, it's, Wales's position. If you're going to lose, if you're going to lose the Netherlands at this point, though, you're probably better off not even going. <laughs> it's not. But well, I mean, it's, it's not a Wales it's, though. It's in Wales, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and they yeah, don't yeah. have Bale and Ramsey, so it's nice to see Netherlands, uh, the Netherlands, um, kind of really mess things up outside of a tournament, though. <laughs> I they agree. Us- yeah. They usually do this inside the tournament. They yeah. might be a force. They should really yeah. be called the Nether Regions at the moment. <laughs> the <way they're> playing. <laughs> it's much more spectacular when it happens in the tournament. Though. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, ah, we're not going to mess it up at the tournament. We've already done it now. Jokes on you a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you lot going to make us, yourselves look silly in France? No, they're fully planned to go there anyway and have massive rows. They're just not going to play any games. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> well, more rowing time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Less spotlight. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. Northern Ireland, they're playing Latvia. Big Kyle Lafferty's back. <laughs> and he's... Did you see all that stuff when he was saying, I'm looking forward to playing like Argentina and Brazil? Oh, my and goodness. Then, yeah. 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 He's, a jo- he's a jepster. He's a yeah. jockster. He genuinely didn't know what he was saying then, though. Has was- he... Has he earned the right? No, I think no, he, he was. was. He was. He was. He was having everyone on, and everyone's laughing. A big old giggle. And he did those. Um, he did the one where he said, oh, the uh, "What are those? What are those?" Oh yeah, the meme. Has the he meme. earned the right to do that, Peter? When the meme's so supreme, he let out a scream, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, that's that's fair enough, Peter. I can't, mm. uh, can't possibly argue, argue with such a thing. Well, it's another confidence-boosting game for Northern Ireland because they're playing Latvia, who were dreadful and qualified. They didn't win a single game and mm. came bottom of their group. Do you so. think that's what Northern Ireland are going to yeah, do? They need to learn how to play on the front foot. Yeah, a little bit of that. Yeah, load of. Crap. Give us the worst team you can find. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's potentially bad, though, isn't it? If, say they get beat like two 0 or something like that. They're just yeah. like, oh no, think, have we just been fluking this? I think yeah. they should do. I think they should do that. Get a load of friendlies against the likes of San Marino and Luxembourg and all on the eve of the tour. But look at us bagging yeah. them in. I think, I think get a into some animated gifts for four yeah. chance and all that. <laughs> Who are you? Who are you, San Marino? <laughs> the only reason Marcus has put this in the running order is because um, his his favourite Berdino is back in the squad. Berdino, <laughs> you like, can't keep a good man down. He likes to give him a you know, unless he gets banned, of course, yeah. which he did. Or you tie him up. Oh, dear. Then you can keep him down. There's no need for that kind of behaviour. At uh, any point on. of the day. <laughs> yeah, unless they ask for it. And even then, I still think... <laughs> um, I still wouldn't. Uh, Berdino wow. is back in that Northern Ireland squad. He, he'll be... I'd imagine he'll start. I think he could be the player of the tournament, damn it all. <laughs> <laughs> 50 sheds of Speller over there. <laughs> you used to love him when he played for Fulham, Marcus. I used to enjoy watching him when I used mm. to go down to the old Fulhams um, every now and then. Uh, but yeah, I think I think that, uh, that that hopefully will be a confidence booster for, for, for Michael O'Neill's side, mm. who are very much looking forward to taking the green and white army and let, to and, France. And, and, this, and this fact is worth repeating. We've said it before, but it's worth repeating. Northern Ireland, the first pot five team to win a group qualifying for a national to- an international tournament. And that is a magnificent yeah. effort sky's the limit it, well I tell you what they'll be lifting that trophy next summer mm-hmm. they will be lifting that trophy next summer <laughs> more Stradamus there we go that's, that's not, that's that not an official prediction get that down not an official prediction <laughs> well, there we are uh, let's move on to the Euro 2016 playoffs the matches that actually uh, matter Norway versus Hungary this match is being played this evening uh, so we, we can't really talk about that although we must mention the uh, terrible news about uh, the former Hungary goalkeeper Martin Fulop who died recently of cancer very, very sad indeed age yeah. is 32 no age yeah, at all horrible yeah terrible stuff um, in, in the other games Bosnia-Herzegovina are playing Ireland 
tricky one, to say yeah. the least, for, for the Republic of Ireland. I mean, they were in a tough group finishing behind Germany and Poland. They've, they've done very well to but get there. Would, would they be happy getting that home leg in the second, I think that, so. the second leg, though? Well, I think, I think actually there were, there were worse teams to draw than, than, than Bosnia-Herzegovina. Yeah. So, and, and they're in a bit of a funny patch themselves. They finished behind Wales and Belgium, of course. They did turn it around. They started poorly, that they home did. loss against Cyprus. They actually did pretty well to turn it around. They're unbeaten in four at home as well. That's going to be a tough one for Ireland. Yeah, Jonathan Wilson wrote a nice article about the manager of, of Bosnia-Herzegovina. He's a man who believes in destiny. Because right. he he met the the woman who would be his wife on a, on a, on a plane once when he was flying I think from somewhere like Belgrade to Sarajevo something mm. like that and he met her and apparently she gave him his number she sorry she gave her him her number if that makes sense yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we know what you yeah. got we, the equation somewhere we, we in there can, we've got courting in our mind yeah. that's right <laughs> okay, that's good. right and uh, and I think he forgot the number or didn't write it down no he didn't have a pen that's right and he was gutted and ah uh, oh, damn it all and then. Months later, however, however long later, same situation, the same uh, flight going from the same cities. He met her again. Yeah, and, they're married, married, and, and they're married and been happily married for a long time. Excellent. Was she an air hostess or a pilot? Did he already know her? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a man who believes in destiny, who is affected by probability. <laughs> but I think what we've seen with Bosnia is very much that their their form in this in this type of environment is is hugely dependent on whether Eden Dzeko turns up. Mm. Yeah, I think mm. uh, we when I put the hopes and fears out for for a lot of Irish fans got in touch saying a lot of them said. My fear is Ed and Dzeko being in form. Yeah. Ed and Dzeko's in form, very difficult to stop. Mm. Premier League quality, of mm. course, as we've all seen, also, can score different types of goals as well. Miralem Pjanic is lethal with Indeed. a set piece as well. But I, th- I think the price on Bosnia t- to win this game is quite short. I mean, they're not even evens. They're at 19 to 20 to win this game against Republic of Ireland, who, you know, lest we forget, are a good side and actually have, have a history of qualifying not only qualifying for tournaments but coming very close to qualifying for tournaments and being denied by refereeing decisions in the past I mean uh, Vishnu Chari got in touch saying uh, my hope is an Irish victory in this game my fear is poor refereeing denying the Irish yet again mm, no. bitter <laughs> you, you can't let it go yeah. you cannot let it go <laughs> I'll tell you something I, 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 yeah, the, I think the Irish did very well to finish third it was a tough old group it was a tough group uh, although I, I'd, I think they, they need to play on the back foot and try and play a little bit more like they played against Germany. Obviously, they won't be under the cosh as much. Mm. But I, I'm not. I'm not sure they are that good a side at the moment. I think obviously they've got one or two goals in them with with Keane and, and Shane Long. We've got the lovely one against Germany, but. Mm. I'm not sure. I think they'll do well, actually, to, to get past Bosnia. I think, that, of course, they can do it, and I wouldn't hugely tip it in, in Bosnia's favour. But, but we've d- seen, Marcus, and I'll take your point, but we've seen, and um, Jim touched on this a second ago, Bosnia can fail to turn up. I mean, mm. they've, they've, they, I think they got absolutely whooped in their group by Israel as well. And they got beat 3-0 by Israel in the group mm. um, in Israel. Mm. Um, so, I mean, and Israel are no great <laughs> shakes. You know, it's not, it's not like Israel are world beaters. And, of course, as, as Jim touched on, the, the, the home defeat to Cyprus. I mean, they've got a desire disastrous defeat in their locker yeah, Ireland yeah. just need to find it and, <laughs> and if they can keep it tight in the away leg that's why that's why I say the away leg's better uh, sorry the home leg and the second leg's better because then you go home and you're like well we've got something to build on here yeah. and, and, and it'll be a fierce atmosphere in Ireland as well won't it one, and that could see them through one worry that the Irish will have is they've got quite a few players on yellow cards including Seamus Coleman and James McCarthy who are right. both key so yeah, they've, got to, they've also got to come through the game without anyone picking up a silly booking because that's really sure. dangerous but, and also Bosnia are known as the Dragon which is so much more intimidating than the Dragons I'd yeah. change it I'd change my name to that I just, I just call it call, call yourself that the knife yeah I'd call myself the knife have Bosnia as your nickname and just go by the dragon the whole time <laughs> the hot knives through butter yeah. coming to town um, I, yeah I, I think with Ireland though the, the, they obviously beat Germany in, in, in Ireland got a good point away from home in Germany as well but that was when they had a very very distinctive game plan when they played Scotland Scotland took four points off Ireland and mm. I think with Bosnia it is a tricky one away to Bosnia and Herzegovina 
again, they'll probably play a little bit more defensively. But in that second leg, if they need to win the game, Ireland, I think, taking a game to opposition which is slightly similar or maybe just a little bit better, depending on how you look at that, I think that's where it could be very tricky for them. And the likes of Dzeko of and one or two of Bosnia's better players could 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 nip in there mm. but it, I think that's one of the, the, the most fascinating ties um, but of course the other the other great one in there is, is Sweden versus Denmark I yeah, mean, absolutely. Denmark were third behind Portugal and Albania Albania came from nowhere in that group <laughs> which was wonderful um, to see and then Sweden were behind Austria who, who were excellent in Russia now Ibrahimovic played in the last Euros but missed out on the World Cup at 34 could this be his last tournament well he's he's, he's the uh, it's a cliche to say it, and I know there'll be other, lots of football fans out there who go oh, you know they're not just a one man team Sweden they are uh, Zlatan <laughs> is an incredible talent as we all know there is no real other threat in that Swedish squad other than Zlatan it yeah. comes down to whether he performs or not and given that it's, it's essentially a derby game um, or a pair of derby games against Denmark they need Zlatan mm. to fire them there they really do well, he, Zlatan he won, was a joint top okay. in qualifying wasn't he really? yeah he won he was third he won, joint top high goal scorer. He won. In, in uh, he won Swedish uh, Football of the Year again this year. Surprise! Wins it every year. Last award. I think it's the tenth year in a row, and the last person to win it that wasn't him was Freddie Lundberg. Oh right! <laughs> wow, that yeah. says a lot. I think there was there was an there was uh, was it like the, the kind of a Swedish. Uh, Sports Personality of the Year Award or something like that. And it, obviously this is in his book, so whether this happened or not, I don't know. But um, it was Martin Darlene, I think, was well, turning up his nose at Ibrahimovic at one of the, the award ceremonies or something mm. like that. And he was... Because Ibrahimovic was the favourite and uh, Ibrahimovic won it and he was kind of like, oh, get a load of that big lad. And Darlene said, yeah, but w- we won that in 94, the Swedish football team. And he went, yeah, you won it as a team, <laughs> not as an individual. This yeah. game is all about individual performance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the point- there's one thing Zlatan the one thing I wanted to say about it is, is that um, just quickly that the, the, there's a big discrepancy here it's a derby set of games it's hard to hard to call but Sweden score an awful lot more goals than Denmark Denmark don't mm. score many at all and that could be key in the game and Sweden at 11-8 to win that home leg I think is a, is a pretty but good but Sweden bet. have never won or scored in a home qualifying game against Denmark there you go and here's a stat for you uh, involved in six of the last seven Danish goals Nicholas Bentner. Of course he is. He is actually not bad for them. You can't rule him out. Him and his pants. (laughs) Um, Denmark manager Morten Olsen, he's been in charge of the Danish national side since the uh, year 2000. That's astounding. Yeah, and if if they they don't go through here, there's there's talk that maybe he might uh, hang up his tactics ball. I'll tell you who else has been in the job a long time. Del Bosk. He's been a long time at Spain. He was interviewed recently in one of the in one of them papers mm. that we have in this country. Mm. Um, and it, yeah, We've all seen him. Yeah. We've all seen him. <laughs> you can still find him. Yeah, he was talking about Just England. About. He was talking about England not having an identity and stuff, wasn't he? I remember That's right, but he didn't, he didn't say that was a bad thing. No, no, he, you know, it was, he did say it though. Yeah, although in the Daily Mail, <laughs> the, the little headline was like, Bosk says that, you know, England have no style or something Bosk like that. Bosk slates the whole of <laughs> Western Europe. <laughs> <laughs> Ungrateful Bosk. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Um, uh, and then obviously the, the, the other game is Ukraine versus Slovenia. I fancy Ukraine for that one. Slovenia didn't look in great shape. I don't know, you know. Because um, Ukraine have <laughs> never just beaten end, Slovenia. Just end the podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, you know. Bye. <laughs> so, uh, but Ukraine have never beaten Slovenia. They're a weird sort of bogey team for them. Yeah, but I mean, Slovenia beat Ukraine in a playoff for Euro 2000. And the second leg of this tie takes place exactly 16 years to the day since that one all draw. Slovenia bagged a couple of goals against England, in my memory serves me correctly as well. They did, but I, I, I would fancy Ukraine uh, for that one. Uh, Luke, mm. what's our bet of the week? Yes, yeah, so the bet 365 bet of the week. I'm going to take us back to the Republic of Ireland game uh, against Bosnia, which we just discussed earlier, I cannot ignore Robbie Keane's international goal scoring record. I think he's the highest active uh, goal scorer in international football. 
He's got 67 so far. Wow. And he looks like a punchy price for me um, to, to score first against Bosnia at 6-1. to one. Um, I like the look of that. I think he, he could pop up on the penalties because, as you were saying to me, Jonathan Walters isn't in the yes, squad. Yes, Jonathan Walters normally takes the penalties, doesn't he? But he's uh, another one who's suspended. And he's got so. a checkered pass with penalty, so I'd like mm. to see big Robbie Keane, not mm. just for the purposes of this bet, but certainly it's, that's got something to do with it. I'd like to see Keane on the penalties. Um, six to one to score first. A £50 stake returns £350, so a £300 profit. All winnings, including the stake, go, of course, to the excellent guys over at Prostate Cancer UK. Um, remember, you need to be over the age of 18 to bet, and odds are subject to change. Gamble responsibly and for more information on responsible gambling go to gambleaware.co.uk Marvellous stuff we'll be back at the start of uh, next week of course with the uh, the Football Ramble show and if anyone's doubting that bet by the way last week's one was Jamie Vardy to score and I think we all know how that went <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get in touch the email address show at thefootballramble.com the website is thefootballramble.com and we're on Twitter Facebook and Instagram say goodbye Peter goodbye Peter say goodbye Lukey goodbye say goodbye Jimmy goodbye Peter and it's goodbye from me 